This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to episode 48. Every penny counts. Of the in-between podcast where you'll discover ideas to build a strong, connected, and joy-filled marriage and family. My name is Daniel Lim. And I'm Christina M. Well, Happy New Year. Happy 2019. Yeah, I know we already celebrated it in our favorite things episodes, mm-hmm. but today is officially our next episode. Yes, the next launch, I guess, of our series <laughs> <laughs> or our normal podcast episodes. Well, yeah, it is. It's a significant day for us because last year when we started this podcast, we had said, OK, let's just do a year. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it until the end of this year and then reevaluate and see what happens. Yep. And over our two and a half weeks, almost in Vancouver, uh, just kind of unplugging, getting away, mm-hmm. taking um, a little bit of a break. Yeah, we decided okay you know let's we're we're we actually really like this yeah let's give it another go exactly so here we so are 2019 <laughs> <laughs> another year into it and we'll have to do another podcast episode about things that we've learned and mistakes that we've made and things that we have has really worked for us um but i think one of the most meaningful stories to me was when i was doing show notes on our website um you can see some of the things that people search for mm, and one yeah. of the things was I'm giving up on my marriage. Now what? And Google brought them to our site. And I literally read that and I don't know the person and I don't know what they looked at. Maybe they clicked on a few things. Exactly. Thinking, hey, if people are are wanting to give up, they're on their last, you know, rope and they're brought to our site. Like how amazing that we have this platform to be able to speak life and truth into people's hearts and lives and marriages and families Mm. to give them the tools to really build upon their marriage and family and we're we're honest guys we know that it's not easy we know that it takes work and And there's some and we don't have it all together. yeah we don't have it all together and there's a lot of times where there's tears and a lot of times there's frustrations and there's a lot of joy-filled moments as well um but we just feel so privileged to be able to journey with y'all so thank you for continuing to listen yeah man I don't know how to follow up with that or or how to transition to the topic (laughs) of our podcast. But here we go. Uh, This past year, as we were doing our, I guess, top 10, I saw a lot of articles, you know, top 10. Mm -hmm. And then Instagram does the whole best nine kind of thing. So I was looking at what uh, which which of our episodes were the most downloaded. And and episode five, our money saving hacks just continually uh, topped the charts. It wasn't number one, but it was it was in our best nine, mm-hmm. hashtag best nine. So what we wanted to do to start off this new year was to talk about how to, I guess, a little bit of a part two, mm-hmm. how to put more money in your pocket this 2019. So it'll be a little bit lighthearted, but hopefully it'll give you some good ideas for this 2019. Right. And along with the fact that it's one of our most downloaded episodes, um, continually, if you look at statistics, if you read blogs and different journals, money is still one of the top 
two or three reasons for divorce. Oh, that's right. So I think number one is usually infidelity, unfortunately. And number two is usually money. Mm. So yeah, this might be a quote unquote lighthearted episode, but really the reasoning behind that is y'all, we know that money can be the source of a lot of frustration, a lot of arguments, a lot of passionate conversations, let's say it that way. And we want to be able to help y'all have those tough conversations and even have sort of a financial plan to be able to save some money and to be able to um, maybe pay off some debt or maybe even put it into um, a college fund for your kids or even to a vacation fund. Yeah, it's so important because... There, there are some people who, I mean, no one likes conflict, no, right? Even those who are good at conflict, <laughs> I don't think they would say, hey, this is my favorite thing to do to get into a fight with my spouse. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to money, most often this, you know, husband and wife are, are the, you know, they'll have different perspectives on money. Right. Because it, how you are raised affects that, mm-hmm. uh, your view. So, so as a, as a result, if you are kind of conflict of, you know, if you want to avoid conflict and, and on top of that, don't really want to talk about this mm-hmm. idea of money. I mean, m- not having enough money can be really stressful. Oh, it is stressful. We right? have been there. Yeah. <laughs> not being able to, or knowing that this is going on your credit card, not because you want the extra points, but because you have no money in the bank right. is incredibly stressful. Right. Or and having to just... choose between paying groceries and paying rent. Yeah. We've been there. Yeah. So if you don't talk about this with your spouse, it just chips away. It mm-hmm. just adds weight. It adds stress that you may take out. Uh, I mean, we all kind of deal with our stress in different ways. So so the whole point of today's episode is to help you have the conversation with your spouse. And if you are the only one listening to this episode, we do want to encourage you to, to you know, grab your spouse's phone, download the podcast. Mm-hmm. If they don't know how to listen to podcasts, teach them how to do it. Uh, but this is going to be a great episode to, to, to spur you on to conversations. Right. So before we get into the ways to save money, we think it's important to discuss with your spouse and be on the same page about what you are going to spend yes. the money that you do save and what are you willing to even splurge on? Yeah. So for example, my family, we're Asian. Um, my dad is from Taiwan. My mom's from Hong Kong. So they are immigrants to first generation immigrants to Canada. And so a lot of the Asian culture they have brought with them. Mm. And so I remember my parents, they always said they are willing to spend money on food, especially going out. Food and Asian culture just seem to go hand in hand for whatever reason. I think it's just around the dinner table. There's a lot of sharing. You show people you love them through your cooking and all of that and spending time together. So this was really part of our culture that they wanted to continue to share with us. So I remember my parents always saying, we are willing to spend lots and lots of money on going out to eat and trying Mm. new foods and going to our favorite restaurants. And my mom's an accountant. So she knows where every single penny lays like Mm. literally to the tenth of the tenth of the tenth of a cent um but they always said they're willing to spend money on that now compare that to the fact that we had the kind of cable at home that you would use the bunny ears and you would try to you know you'd have to get up in the middle of a game or something and switch it to the (laughs) left or you know if a plane flew overhead of the house that it would go fuzzy and you would miss that like um punchline Mm. of a of a comedy show um so those were the things like yeah they were willing to spend money on going out but they weren't willing to spend money on extra cable yeah and that's completely Completely different from 
from my family. Okay. And, and well, I, we're Asian too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I wonder if it's because your grandmother owned a restaurant. and oh, it could I mean, very well be. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. but even this past Christmas, we were up at my parents' place in Vancouver. And, and while we were talking, I asked my dad, I was like, hey, dad, did we, did we ever really go? Like, how often did we go to restaurants? And he was like, we didn't. Yeah. And then my sisters were like, oh, well, yeah. I guess, you know, we just occasionally go to McDonald's after church. Mm-hmm, for a split a Sunday. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, in, for, for our family, my parents didn't go out. I mean, we had my sister. I have three sisters, mm-hmm. right? So there's six of us. Yeah. So we didn't necessarily go out to eat, but rather my parents spent a lot of money on schooling and on music lessons. Extracurricular. Yeah, yeah, I mean, my, you know, my violin lessons, I think were like 50 to 75 bucks an hour. Oh, yeah, no, and yeah. then my three sisters had music lessons and I did hockey and Taekwondo. And I mean, they spent so much money on extracurriculars. And it's amazing to see the way that my parents raised us and compare that to the way that we're raising our kids mm-hmm. and the way that my parents just sacrificed so much to give us a leg up. Right. Because right? I, I don't even really remember times where they would go and buy themselves clothes because they would spend so much money on us and on providing for us. And and we, I mean, we didn't eat microwave dinners or anything. My mom is an amazing cook mm-hmm, she and is. she cooked so well in our home and, and provided meals that way. But they just decided to spend money in a different way. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Right. The way that you spend money um, and the way that you're willing to splurge, as long as you have I think, more money coming in than you're spending, that's up to y'all really. But I think it's really important in the end, all that to say that you need to be on the same page. Yeah. As your you spouse. need to have the conversation because we exactly. I mean it was it was very different for Christina and I mm-hmm. right so even we had to determine in our budget okay what are we going to spend money on right. what are we not going to spend money on right. so uh, let's get straight into it here are some of the ways that we have been saving money number one make your own cleaning supplies all right so let's I mean that sounds daunting yeah <laughs> I know in the end as we'll hear in your answer it is actually quite simple but I mean even to think oh save money you know make your own cleaning supplies mm-hmm. but what if we get sick or what if I can't kill the e coli or what about this and that right. so help us understand what that means well your basic everyday cleaning um can be done with baking soda and vinegar and we're laughing at this right now because <laughs> my mother-in-law so your mom is yeah. a huge believer of baking soda and vinegar yeah. to the point where her house smells like vinegar <laughs> yeah for sure and i mean this is baking soda and vinegar that's what you use to make volcanoes right yes, exactly exactly <laughs> and so you can make everything from a counter spray to um you can make like a bath bombs into your toilet to clean that and so not only are you saving money on that because you can get a huge thing of baking soda and vinegar at Costco for less than $10 each and that will last you for months on end but you're also being able to cut down some of the harsh chemicals that you're using so for example I've heard stories of especially women because most of them are the ones who are doing house cleaning Um, they have had issues with breathing developed asthma or even cancer because of all the chemicals that they're inhaling as they clean the bathrooms, as they clean the toilets, as they clean the oven, so on and so forth. So if you think about that, like what are we putting into our homes? So the fact that we can save money and also maybe be able to save our health is, I think, a a wonderful two for one. Oh, completely. I remember listening to this, uh, how I built this episode on Method. Mm -hmm. You remember that, the, the cleaning... 
um, the cleaning company or, you know, soap or the a, ones that make it in a really nice bottle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So even for them, I was listening to that and, and they're I mean, it's a green product. Mm-hmm. It, they try to use as little chemicals as possible. And and even as they were talking about their story, they were like they didn't want to market themselves as green because only a few, you know, it's such a small market. Right. People who want to buy that. But they wanted to be green. So even when you heard them talk about making soap and making cleaning supplies, they mentioned baking soda and vinegar. And I was like, mom, you're right. (laughs) She just had to market it in a nice bottle. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So along with cleaning supplies, we actually make our own laundry detergents Mm -hmm. and all of that. So I remember... Christina makes our laundry detergent. Well, Pink Solution actually makes our laundry (laughs) detergent. So the background story about that was that we were at Costco and there was this person who was selling this Pink Solution. So basically it's this um, coconut oil-based cleaning that's eco-friendly and Mm -hmm, environmentally mm -hmm. friendly and you know easy on your skin and all of that and he was like can you do this to your cleaning supplies and he dipped his finger into the solution and put it in his mouth and we were like i completely forgot about that and he was like, I remember kids like, can we try some? And he's like, you can. It's completely safe, but it doesn't taste good, obviously. So we were sold on that. And through that, unfortunately, it's only available in Canada. So if you go to our show notes, inbetween.org, episode 48, uh, we'll actually post another way to make your own laundry detergent that is very cost effective as well. But this is what we use. And um, I remember shopping, I think going down the laundry aisle for something, um, maybe looking for borax or something. And I couldn't believe the cost of laundry detergent. It's like $25 for Tide or something like that. And we do laundry multiple times a week. So I think that would last us maybe three weeks. And just to think of like, you know, between your OxyClean and your fabric softener and all of that, you're probably spending at least $40 um, a month on on laundry. I, you know, we've, you've been doing this for so long now that I can't, I don't even know the amount that we're saving because I forgot how much we spent. Well, let's say $40. (laughs) Okay. So 12 months, that's $480. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yes. $480 (sighs) that we are spend that we are saving close to $500 just because we're making our own laundry detergent. So now instead of OxyClean, we actually use baking soda. I put it, we have a front loader. So I put a scoop of baking soda into our front loader before we put in the water and before we put in the clothes. And I also use vinegar as our fabric softener. Um, I just put that in. My mom would be so bad. I know, right? (laughs) Yep, exactly. And people use essential oils and you can put that in with your vinegar and whatnot. I don't, but that's something that you can do. So um, we'll actually do a Facebook live the day after this goes live. So it'll be on the Wednesday. Uh, and I'll show you what we do for our laundry. Because guys, I know it sounds daunting, but literally, if you can learn how to do this quick and doesn't take much, it's really quick. You can save $500 right yeah, there. That's huge. That's a plane ticket yeah. somewhere. And it's not hard, right? No, it's not. Christina's not, she's not a chemist. She doesn't have all of these crazy supplies that you need to buy. That all that's available on Amazon. It's not a huge barrier to entry mm-hmm. to do this. It, it, it's literally putting money back into your pocket. So we do want to encourage and challenge you to at least try it mm-hmm. and to at least watch Christina's Facebook Live. So if you're not connected with us on social media, it's at in between show on Twitter, 
Facebook and Instagram, and you'll um, you'll be able to see that. Even if you miss it on the day, you'll be able to It'll go back into the archives. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All, All right. right. So number three is ordering groceries online. Mm-hmm. Now, initially, uh, ordering groceries online seems easy, right? It's like, oh, I can save gas and uh, you know save time, and and that that is true, but that's not really the angle at what at which we are approaching it. Because when you order groceries online, you just get what you need. Yes, the thing you about, have to search for it. Yeah, right? yeah. The thing about grocery stores is every time we go with our kids, our kids are asking, oh, can we get this? Can we get that? Can we get this? And and I mean, that's what grocery stores, I mean, they are designed exactly. to make you buy more than you actually need. Completely. You ever notice how bright it is in there? It's oh. never go to a dark grocery store. That's Everything true. is like illuminated, like heaven sent. Yeah. And, <laughs> these crackers and, to us. And they do all these related, they, they put products next to each other oh, yeah. that There's you'll need. There's a lot of market research that goes into yeah. this. Yeah, especially that one grocery store where we saw diapers and condoms hung up next to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a good marketing right yes, there. Yes, <laughs> it is right there. So uh, when you think about it, uh, ordering groceries online, you will save money because you're only going to buy what you need. So try it. I mean, there's so many grocery stores now that are offering it and and even with free shipping if you try it for the first time. So that's number three. What about number four, Christina? Number four is make a budget. Mm. I think we've talked about this many times. But but budgets are boring. I know, (laughs) but it's 2019 and this is a fresh start. So I love what John Maxwell says. He actually says a budget is telling you where to go instead of wondering where it went. (sighs) Yes, we need to get better or I need to get better at our budget. We have a budget, yes. but I don't check it too often. <laughs> oh, well, good thing I check it every day. Okay, good. <laughs> and and the reason you are able to check it, uh, do you actually do it every day? I do do it wow. every day. Thank you, Christina. Uh, is because we use a, a software called mint.com. Mm-hmm. Now it's free. I mean, we're not getting any kickbacks or anything by mentioning them. They've been a huge help to us in that you can actually connect all your bank accounts and all that stuff into it so that you can see every time money goes in right. and every time money goes out. Yeah. And then you can actually like every time you spend, like let's say you go to Target and you've bought 10 different items and they don't all fit under groceries. So you can actually go into mint.com and you can split your bill up. So yeah. let's say like five items were groceries, two were pharmacy, one was home furnishing, and you can split up to the dollar amount and cent amount of how much goes into um, each area. Yeah. And this has been really helpful because before, this and there's obviously probably a ton of different softwares and apps and mm-hmm. all that stuff that you can use but we used to just, just use excel right and the thing about excel is you actually had to go and input things everything. every single time right right every, the the thing with mint is everything is tracked because we buy everything on our cards yeah um and and we do everything on our cards to get the points uh to save i mean even our recent trip to vancouver mm-hmm. was completely free our hotel that we stayed at was free as well because you know we use credit card points and all that stuff we always pay off our balance right uh but that's one of the the benefits of a software like that mm-hmm. so for those who have to stay away from credit cards it's yeah. a good idea if you cannot pay off your balance every month and you are paying so much in interest um another way that you can do it and you can look it up on Dave Ramsey, they do only money and they mm. teach you how to track using like envelopes and only money. So that is something that yeah, maybe you want to check out for yourself. Yeah, and we have friends who do, who do that. Yes, complete. And it's been very successful. People have paid off thousands and thousands of dollars um, of debt by just paying cash. The wait is over. 
Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. That's good. That's good. Well, number five is look at your small expenses because uh-huh. they add up. They do. Yeah. Even if it really hit me because we haven't had cable for a while. Well, actually, we now have cable because uh, it's cheaper to have cable with our internet than not. So yeah, weird. it's the so bundling weird. bundling is But weird. we don't even watch it. So it's like we don't have it, right. um, you know, effectively. But what was it? Black Friday or was it Cyber Monday? Hulu was doing this deal. And it yeah. was like 99 cents a month right. for an entire year. Mm-hmm. And we go back and forth between Hulu and, and, and Netflix. Netflix. And I think our, our Hulu rate was five ninety nine. It was pretty cheap. But but we went to Netflix. And what is it? 13 bucks a month? Yeah. Yeah. So we were like, okay, okay, okay. Hey, you know, as much as I still have shows on Netflix down to watch, let's go over to Hulu. I mean, it's 99 cents a month. And I was like, why don't we just keep both? And you were like, Daniel. Netflix is going to cost us over $150 a year if uh-huh. we keep it. <laughs> yeah. And Hulu is going to cost us $12. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, that that makes sense. Right. <laughs> Let's cut it. So, yeah, maybe it is convenient to have both. But really, if you have that much time to watch all of your TV shows, um, and you'll hear it later on, maybe there's other ways that you can make money. Mm-hmm. So instead of spending your time just watching TV. Yeah, it's true. It's true. The next one is to change cell phone carriers and Canada, the US, wherever you live. I know it's it's hard for us to talk about specific cell phone carriers. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to compare that yourself. But sometimes just taking a look at one or the other or maybe some of the special deals that they'll give you if you switch over uh, would be helpful. And, and you might be able to save some money going that way. You know, recently, Christina, um, I've been seeing ads for Google Fi. Have you heard of this? No, I haven't yeah, heard so of it. So I don't I, I don't know if it's available in Canada yet. Okay. I know it's broad, broadly available in the States, but mm-hmm. it's basically a super it's Google's approach to cell phones. OK. And it's um, you don't have to buy one of their phones because, I mean, we're not necessarily Android fans. We're mm-hmm. iPhone fans, uh, but you can use your own phone. And use their cell phone service. So it's super straightforward where it's right now it's $20 for unlimited talk and text for the phone for a phone. An additional phone is $15. Oh, right. So think about it for you and your spouse. For us two, it would be $35 a month for unlimited talk and text. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it's $10 for each gig of data. Oh, okay. Yeah. So right now our bill is $140 a month. Uh Uh-huh. Right. With five gigs a month, 50, 60, 70, um, we would be paying $85. Oh, yeah. Now, the reason we can't right now is because we have, you know, that cell phone contract contract kind of thing. So but I think once that ends, I'm going to have to look into this and really do a little bit more research on, Okay, does it make sense just to buy our phones, even though it's expensive at the beginning, but then use this? Oh, keep us updated for (laughs) sure. 
So another way to, um, to cut small expenses is to look at your reoccurring expenses that maybe are just sort of luxuries. Yeah. Like subscription boxes are so huge right now. Yeah, they right? are. But is it stuff that you really need? Yeah, it's only $10 a month, but that's $120 a year. Is that something that you need? Is there a magazine that you enjoy reading just when you're in the bathroom where if you really wanted to read it um, for the information or for a certain article, you can go to the library or even your expenses like Spotify, where you can pay extra money to get commercial free or you can just watch a 30 second ad and get 30 minutes of streaming for free. Yeah, Or if you're Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. then there's actually something called Amazon Music, yeah, which is it's not as good as Spotify. It doesn't have all the new songs, but uh, it is actually pretty decent and it's free. <laughs> yep. So just look at some things that you can really just cut down that may hurt in the moment just a little bit, but in the long run, if you calculate how much you're saving per year is worth the little sacrifice. Yeah. Even services like HelloFresh or Blue Apron and all that stuff. And we're going to talk about meal planning uh, just in a little bit, but even services like that, I know sometimes they'll advertise and say, hey, it's cheaper than going out and eating at a restaurant. And I'm like, you're right. It is cheaper than going out and eating at a restaurant, but it's actually cheaper just to buy the stuff yourself. Mm-hmm. And and so I know sometimes we justify things like that and be like, oh, but, you know, we're cutting down one meal, you know, a, a month at a restaurant. And and if that's going to help you get there, then that's great. But maybe this year you want to say, OK, well, what if we cut that out right. and instead cook it or yeah. learn together how to cook? Or because there's so many free recipes online. Right. Well, and if you've yeah. been a part of HelloFresh or Blue Apron, you have those recipe cards yeah, somewhere. Completely. So maybe learn together, um, even take it like a date night or have some friends over and learn to cook these meals and learn how to chop and all of that. Because honestly, cooking um, can be really quick, but it just takes time. It yeah. takes time to know how to multitask. It takes time to know how to chop things quickly and all of that. So it just takes practice. Yeah. Okay, Daniel. So you um, had talked about meal planning and we had talked about meal planning in episode five as well. But this time we're going to take it one step further and we're going to say that meal plan for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Hmm. It sounds like a lot. It does sound like a lot, but it doesn't have to be fancy. Okay. For example, um, breakfast, you can literally write down from Monday to Friday that you're going to have oatmeal and you're going to have cereal. Put it that way a glass of orange juice or an apple or something like that. And the reason why is so that even when you're grocery shopping and you're looking for sales, hey, if there's oatmeal on sale and you know that you're going to have oatmeal for the rest of the week, then buy it. Yeah. Stuff like that, just to keep it in the forefront of your mind. And also when you're running late and thinking, oh no, what am I going to have for breakfast? Oh, I'm so late. I'm just going to pick up McDonald's on the way. Instead, maybe you can say, ah, I have instant oatmeal in my pantry. I'm going to grab that and I'm going to just boil water at work and make that in a bowl and and eat that. Mm, That's a good idea. Even this morning, I was putting my lunch in the fridge mm-hmm. at work and I saw someone walking downstairs to the cafeteria with a bagel. And I was like, that's brilliant. Just bring your own bagel and use the toaster at work. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I mean, I hardly ever eat bagels or bread or anything like that at home because right. just you got to wait for yeah. it to toast. True. And I need to beat the traffic. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, even even planning ahead that way. 
uh, is going to be really helpful. Completely. And mm-hmm. you talked about bringing lunch to work. So um, a lot of times I know that you bring leftovers yeah. to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but what if we don't have leftovers? So in terms of that way, then you're able to look at your lunch plan and be like, well, this is my lunch plan. So, you know, maybe we'll do a charcuterie board quickly that will put cheeses and meats and um, some carrots and um, some crackers in uh, Tupperware and bring that to work. Stuff like that. So it just at least that you have an idea, because I think in the moment when you're running late and you realize you haven't made your lunch or whatnot, what are you going to do? Your yeah. go-to is to yeah. buy lunch. Just, yeah, just or, buy. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, in the morning when you realize there are no leftovers from last night, what are you going to do? You're going to buy lunch. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's nothing wrong with buying lunch. Let's just say that there's nothing wrong with buying breakfast. But maybe you can save that money for opportunities when you want to go out with your coworkers. Mm-hmm. So instead of spending, you know, every week on just frivolous lunches here and there, maybe you can save that money and once a month go out somewhere nice with your coworkers or take your spouse on a date Mm -hmm. during lunchtime when the kids are in school or whatnot. So, and then of course, dinners, guys, we always talk about that, that making dinner, um, planning ahead and being able to grocery shop the sales. And, um, even for example, this year, what I've discovered is Macario's actually goes to speech every Tuesday morning Mm. and it's only an hour. So I have an hour to do something quickly. And what I've decided to do is to quickly go and shop the sales at Kroger. So our okay. local Kroger, I had asked, when do you put on a lot of your clearance items? And they said Tuesday morning. Oh. So I go in. So you don't do other kind of shopping. You just go straight for I the sales? I go straight to the sales. Fascinating. Yeah. So a lot of times if you check the, especially at Kroger, they'll have these like little red mesh bags mm-hmm. and um, they fill it up with with produce that hasn't gone bad yet, but is like maybe slightly like weird, like maybe the red pepper has a little bit of green in it, mm-hmm. or maybe the carrot has an extra knob on it. And people are like, what in the world looks like my carrots are growing fingers? Uh, and they put natural. it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they put it in these things. So I have gotten, guys, literally, I've gotten six peppers for like 99 cents. That's I've crazy. Like are those the days zucchinis. we have uh, the pepper, the, the pepper meal? Yes, exactly. And that's what I do. And so I have literally a list on my phone of about 40 meals that I know our family loves and can go to. And so when I go shop those extra sales, I think, okay, let's say, you know, I bought four bags of peppers. Uh, That's a lot of peppers, but they're on sale. So we're going to have uh, that whole week, we're going to have meals with peppers in it. So we do like a Korean beef bowl. Maybe we'll do fajitas. We'll do stuffed peppers. Um, I'll chop up some peppers and put them in the kids' lunches. And um, I'll chop up some and freeze them for smoothies. Like all of that way, because really peppers are one of like one of our favorite vegetables, Mm -hmm. but they're so expensive. Yeah, they are. And so that's what I've decided to do. So maybe check your local place that you shop a lot and ask ask them. them. Yeah, 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 Yeah. Yeah, completely, because it's going to be such a I I love that. I honestly sounded surprised and it's because I actually was surprised. I had no idea you did this. (laughs) (laughs) It's like our podcast is us just having a conversation. That's what I love. Yeah. I'm just teaching you something every day. Uh, Another, another suggestion that one of your friends uh, shared with you, and and I love this, is the whole idea of not going grocery shopping one week out of the month. Mm -hmm. And even the whole idea around this is just looking at your deep freeze, looking at your fridge, looking at your pantry Pantry, and just being okay with all of this, what can we make? Mm -hmm. 
what what can we do to to use all this up? Because man, we throw away. I mean, we've gotten better at this. Right. I'm just saying in general. Uh, most North Americans, I don't, I mean, that's where we've lived most of our right. lives is what we can talk to. Just throw away a lot of food, right? right? We throw away a lot of food because it goes bad. Yeah. And it hurts my to, heart. Yeah, yeah. We forget to eat leftovers. Something yeah. gets stuffed at the back. And so I'm always amazed. We haven't done this yet, but this is something I do want to implement into um, our new year is doing that not grocery shopping for one week a month. But I'm always amazed when we go on vacation that we're always, I'm like, I don't want to shop a few days beforehand. And so of what of the creative meals we can come up with. And honestly, even if you plug it into Pinterest and be like, I have peppers, onions. What? Yeah. You can do that? Cauliflower (laughs) recipe. I just re-downloaded the Pinterest app on my phone. I'm getting all these notifications. There you go. I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) But it's good for creative recipes. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. Uh, our last point for this podcast is, um, is, is I guess, a, a point dear to my heart because I'm wrapping up my book that kind of talks on this idea, this, this whole concept of the gig economy, of the freelance economy, where you don't necessarily have to go to a nine to five job to be able to earn income. There's so many ways that you can earn income on the side. Mm -hmm. So I'm not obviously going to get into what my book is all about, but um, the whole idea with the gig economy is we can all participate in it. In fact, nearly half of Canadians and Americans are a part of the gig economy in some form or fashion. So this is the whole idea of, hey, have you sold something on Facebook Marketplace? Mm -hmm. Have you ever consigned something? Have you ever sold something on eBay? Or have you ever Airbnb'd, Ubered, or uh, mowed someone else's lawn? Have you ever made money where you are the boss, Mm -hmm. pretty much? Yep. And if so, then that is freelancing. That is you being a part of the gig economy. So think creatively, right? Even as we talked about cutting cable and and spending a little bit less time in front of the TV and in front of games and, and all that. I mean, what are ways that you could actually use some of that time to earn extra money? Yep. Exactly. Right. So for us, we were recently in Vancouver and and my boss, um, he used this app called Turo. And I was like, what's Turo? He, it was when he was in California. Instead of renting a car, he, you know, from one of the rental car mm-hmm. agencies, he used Turo. And I was like, so what is that? And he was like, well, it's it's like it's like Airbnb, but for cars. So you're renting someone else's car. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I looked it up because we were renting a minivan for two and a half weeks. And I was like, I, I saved up so much of my Hertz rental uh, points. points for this trip. And it was like a blackout period where everything was of double. Of course, of course. So even I was going to use the majority of our points and still have to pay. We we're still going to have to pay $800 mm-hmm. for a minivan. And we're going to wipe out all our points. If we didn't use our points, it was going to be like $1,400. Ridiculous. Yeah. So we looked into Turo and it was you know, $750 for the same amount of time. We did it. We loved it. Yeah. Uh, in fact, in our so show easy. notes, yeah, we'll put a link where you can actually get $25 off your first ride. Uh, and, and it'll be a great way just to try it out. So right. after or actually while we were driving around with this, we were like, well, what if we 
two-road R minivan. Mm-hmm. And what if we? So we're we'll keep you all updated as we continue to explore what that looks like. Yeah, I love making passive income or mm-hmm. income that doesn't take that much effort to be able to put a little bit of extra coins into your pocket. Yeah, completely. Even doing something as simple as looking around your home and being like, okay, what have we not used in the last couple months? Mm-hmm. Which toys have our kids not touched? And What's in our storage unit? <laughs> yes. Or in our oh, attic? Please don't have a storage unit because... <laughs> okay, I have to read this because okay, okay. I yeah. have actually found that there is a self-storage association, SSA. Can you believe that? That there's actually <laughs> a thing? So the SSA has found that the in the United States has upward of 50,000 storage facilities, more than five times the number of Starbucks. It's crazy. Currently, there is 7.3 square feet of self-storage space for every man, woman, and child in this nation. <laughs> Thus, it is physically possible that every American could stand all at the same time under the total canopy of self-storage. Wow. That's really sad. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like we need places to store our stuff that we will not be using. Yeah. And and collecting dust and spiders. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not against using self-storage units if you're moving or if you need to hold your stuff temporarily for a certain amount of time. You know, that's that's all fine. But if you, you know, if you're every year paying or every month paying for a self-storage unit that you never go and check right. or you're not using. Right, because your garage is too full now and your attic is too full and your house is too full of stuff yeah. that you've had to move it there mm. just to store. Yeah, that is stuff that people can buy yeah. and you can make money or you can just get rid of yeah. to bless somebody else mm-hmm. and save the money yourself from having to have storage. Completely, completely. So what are ways that you are going to earn some extra money on the side? What are ways that you are going to put more money in your pocket this 2019? What ideas do you have that uh, we haven't yet talked about? We would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. We would love to. And there are a few ways that you can do that. Uh, the first way to do that is to connect with us on social media at In Between Show. Uh, but the next idea, which we would love, 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 is if you go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. And in the review, talk about this episode. Talk about the ideas that you are going to be um, implementing or, or different ideas for saving money. We would love, we reread every single one of those reviews and we would love to hear from you in that way. Right. And as a thank you for continuing to listen to us, we have a free printable available at inbetween.org slash episode 48. And that's going to be 20 more ideas of how to save money or to make money this 2019. We've had so many ideas that we just don't have enough time to share. (laughs) And so we wanted to put this into a printable file for y'all to use and to hopefully inspire you to save some extra cash this year. Awesome. Awesome. Well, next week we have an interview and this was a really fun one that we did with Jamie and Aaron Ivy. We have been longtime listeners of Jamie on the Happy Hour podcast. And so it was such a pleasure to be able to interview her and also to interview her husband. So we have had so many questions just from people online or even in person about adoption. And um, we always said that we're not experts and the places that we just don't have the information to share with y'all 
we will find people mm-hmm. to be able to share their story and to help educate you and give you the tools to continue to build strong, healthy, connected marriages and families. And so they just shared their adoption story and the things that they have learned through domestic and international adoption. And we cannot wait to share their story with you. Yeah. And for those of you who are considering adoption, it's going to be a great episode. But hey, for all of you who have never considered adoption or you're like, I don't want to listen to that episode because maybe I'm going to want to adopt her or I don't know. <laughs> no, we don't have the money for adoption. I'm yeah. scared of it. I mean, don't worry about it. Please listen in. Because it's just, it was a fascinating conversation just to be aware of what's going on and what they've learned from mm-hmm. it and, and what those around you, because I'm sure if you are not, if you have not adopted, if you don't plan on doing it, you probably know other people who have adopted. Yes, so, or are wanting or to. Or are wanting to, yes. Yeah. So this is going to be a great episode that we would love for you to, to, to listen. And if you've subscribed, you will get it right away, right? Because we know there are many of you who just listen on the website. Uh, so you can just hit the subscribe button on on any one of the on any one of the platforms that you use to listen to podcasts, and you'll get it right away. Well, we'll catch you guys next week. This episode was brought to you in part by the Areopagus Podcast. Two clergy of different traditions, Father Andrew Stephen Damick and Michael Landsman, discuss encounters of historic Christianity with other religious traditions. How do we engage with those who believe differently? Listen wherever you get your podcasts.